Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey everyone, you're listening to The Public Affair with me, Andrew G. I see someone different every episode, but do me a favor, keep it between us. Hey guys, what's going on? It's me, Andrew G, and welcome to another exciting episode of The Public Affair. I'm really, really grateful to have this next guest on, and I can't wait to get started with the interview. Um, Before we get started, of course, I definitely want to thank you guys so much again for all your love and support of The Public Affair. With it going on this long and everybody still shows all their support, it truly means the world to me, and there's really literally no way that I can um, express how thankful I am to you guys. So thank you guys so much. That's all I can say. And if I can give the whole world a hug for watching The Public Affair, I would totally do it all in like one thing. But <laughs> uh, before we get started with this amazing guest, I definitely want to give a shout out to a few of our sponsors of The Public Affair. Of course, to Joe Overo at Four Brothers Constructions. He provides custom home designs and renovations. He also focuses on roofing, remodeling, renovations, plumbing, tree removal, electrical work, and so much more. As you guys can see, three of his snacks were on this show these last couple episodes, and they just, uh, they do such a good job at what they do and joe has been an avid supportive of the public affair so thank you so much joe for all your support with four brothers construction make sure you guys hit them up if you need any of those services done of course to frank biza with bnj refinishing he focuses on resurfacing bathtubs counters sinks tiles and more to original showroom quality offers five-year warranty on most work and has the best prices in town and we all know that frank never stops there because he also has co-town tint which is a mobile tint and detailing business that offers the best high quality film and products and will be all competitor prices Frank has definitely detailed my car a number of times and they do a flawless job, darling. And we all know that Frank can do so much more because when you ask Frank, can he do it? He says yes. You can also contact Frank for inflatables like a mechanical bull, margarita machines, tables, chairs, a foam machine, and so much more. He makes all the parties lit. I love me some Frank Biza. Thank you so much for sponsoring this episode of The Public Affair with B&J Refinishing and Co-Town 10. Of course, to Plaza Waco, one of my new sponsors. They are the best outdoor event center in Waco. You can hit them up to book your next event like a wedding, a quinceanera, corporate events, and so much more. They also host live concerts, so make sure you follow them on Facebook at Plaza Waco Rodeo or call the number on the screen for more information and to book your next event. They definitely have always had these amazing concerts going on at Plaza Waco, so make sure you guys follow them on social media so that way you know what's going on. Plaza Waco, thank you so much for hopping on the sponsorship train. I surely do appreciate it. You guys are the best. This episode is also brought to you by one of my new sponsors, Miss Rosalinda Perez with Rosalinda's Insurance Agency. She provides all insurance needs, including auto, home, life, and more. She also provides notary services as well, so make sure you guys contact her on the number on the screen or follow her on Facebook at Rosalinda's Insurance Agency for your next affordable quote. Rosalinda, thank you so much for sponsoring this episode of The Public Affair. Of course, the David Santabana is the number one sales agent at Alinea Real Estate. He'll help you buy a home or sell your home. Make sure you follow him on Facebook at David with Alinea or call the number on the screen darling for all your real estate needs i'm so grateful to have this number one realist realtor 
as a sponsor of The Public Affair. He's such a great guy, and I love me some David Santabanos. Thank you so much for everything you do for me, David. You are truly the GOAT. Of course, to Jay Pedal and Poke with Junior Fuentes, Thomas Roberts, and the entire family, which definitely sounds so scrumptious for dinner right after this. They provide delicious, savory Japanese crepes and poke bowls. They also have handcrafted Thai roll ice cream for dessert. Choose from the menu or create your own like I do because I love being in control. <laughs> Check out their locations on University Parks Drive and Hewitt Drive or place your order online like I do all the time at jpedaltx.com. Jpedal and Poke, thank you so much for sponsoring this episode of The Public Affair. Of course, the Boyo Box and Audio with Jeffrey Monreal. He focuses on installation of stereos, door speakers, and audio systems. He also specializes in building custom subwoofer enclosures and much more. Jeffrey Monreal is definitely the GOAT and a longtime sponsor of The Public Affair, and I appreciate that guy so much for pimping my ride. You are the best. He does. He does such a good job. Get with me after this. Yes, I got you. Yes. Okay, yes. Thank you so much to Jeffrey Monreal, and I can't go on without thanking the GOAT, Sid Rodriguez with Elite Barbershop. He's located on Hewitt Drive. You can download the Cut app or call the number on the screen to book him and his delicious barbers will make you look delicious on anything that you ever want to do, whether it be an event or an episode of The Public Affair. Marcus Guerrero, Chris Reyes, Santos Cordova, D-Rod, and Isaac are all the greatest. I love those guys so much, and each of them got to put hands on my head, I think, at least once. <laughs> so thank you guys so much for sponsoring this episode of The Public Affair. Elite Barbershop, I love you guys. More to come later. Alright guys, so like I said, I'm really, really excited about my next guest on The Public Affair. Um, I've had a lot of people really request this person earlier in the year, and I, I, unfortunately, I never got to her, but I got to her this time, and I'd really like to, without further ado, welcome Miss Hope Barfa Mustakim on yes, the show. Good job. I did a good job. I love okay. the pronunciation. <laughs> when I was doing my ads, I was practicing in my head. Nice. So, okay. nice. You got it. How are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm so really, good. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming. I really appreciate you being here. Um, like I said earlier in the year, I've had a number of people say good. you should get this girl Hope on your podcast. And in the beginning, I'm not going to lie, I was like, who is Hope? Like, why? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, of course, in the beginning, beginning, I was only really interested in inviting hot dudes and trying yeah, to get them drunk I mean, and why not? That, you know, that, that was the public affair and I got so much flack for that shit, girl. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why don't you have girls on this show? They caught you. Yeah, no, I, I was very open about it from the beginning. I don't right. know That's everybody the point was of the show, right? acting, okay? <laughs> now, and I have love for all my guests. Have I ever slept with any of them? No. Um, are they all hot? Absolutely. So, we stand. I, that, that's what we do. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I had a number of people say that I should invite you on the show and I've definitely been following you on the social media. We had the opportunity to meet for the first time very briefly at yes. the um oh 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 my god he's gonna kill me um for forgetting what the event was the the arts event that goes on uh, every Sunday not every Sunday uh, Eastside Market Eastside Market yes, oh, Eric Linares Eric shout out to Eric Linares who I'm trying yes. to get on the show too oh uh, yeah yeah Eric please forgive me for forgetting that <laughs> it's the wine I've been having wine since before Hope got here okay? oh yeah. yeah he started the party it's early it's been one of those weeks <laughs> I'm very very in a mood but no we're gonna definitely have some fun so Hope um again thank you for coming one of the other reasons why I wanted to invite you is because this show is not very PC, and I don't want yeah. you to take offense to this, okay? No. I, I am, like, the worst gay person ever. <laughs> so, and so I really wanted to invite you because I feel like, and, and, and I could be completely wrong, so again, don't be offended. I feel like you are PC. You know do what I mean? you? I do. Ooh, I cannot wait for this. <laughs> so you need to check me. Check oh, me. Oh, okay. yes. But okay. I, and that's just me. And I was like, I really want to I want to talk to her. I yes. do. I want to have a conversation with her. Exciting. Okay, good. So you weren't offended. So you're not kidding. No, my I'm okay. not. It's intriguing. <laughs> it really is. Really is. <laughs> okay. 
good because I got tons of questions. Okay. So um, before we get started, Hope, why don't you introduce yourself to us? Tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from and such. Yeah. So my name is Hope Balfa Mustakim. Balfa is my maiden name. I'm from South Louisiana. Okay. There's like a French history to that. Mustakim is my um, ex-husband's name. I mean, it's it's like a family name. Yeah. And when we got married, I was like, do we have to keep this name? <laughs> and he's like, yes, it means a lot. So yeah, yeah. Um, you said that's your ex-husband's name. Yes, my ex-husband. Okay. And my kids have the same name. And then when I started college, my professional career, everyone knew me as Mustakim. So I was like, okay. so that's why I hyphenate it now. Yeah. Cause eventually when I transition it out, people yeah. be like, Oh, Balfa. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So Bal- yeah. And Balfa's your maiden. It is. Okay, it is. You. There's only one Balfa family. If you ever meet a Balfa, <laughs> it is the one single and, Cajun family yeah. in South Louisiana. And that's all you. So it's all we are wild. Yeah. So I just mm-hmm. got into Cajun. I wasn't really a big fan of Cajun, but a uh, shout out to Pee Wee's crab cakes that to go. Yeah. I think is what they're called in Hewitt. I don't know, man. Uh, I good. need to take you to Louisiana. Okay. Uh, Louisiana is one of those places that I'm so not looking. I don't want to go to. Like, no, it's a it's yeah. a country all on its own. It's okay. like a different world. I'll go with you one yeah, time. You're okay. protected with me. Yeah, as long as I get to roll around in shrimps. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're not yeah. gonna smell good. Okay. Mustakim sounds like a really hot last name. Can you explain really? to me what the Yeah, it does. Like it sounds sexy. Like your ex husband's probably hot. Like I want to sleep with him. <laughs> I'll let you decide. He's that. available now, right? Like he's your ex. Uh, yeah, yeah. He mm-hmm. There's the, mm-hmm. That's the drama of the yeah. it's not me. It's you yeah. know, it's like you can't control when someone once you're not with someone anymore who right. they date. Right. And so they get themselves into their own trouble. And so, but that's the best ones. I don't need I'm not trying to be in a relationship with him. I just want him to come over and make then me. Then he a, might sign up yeah, for that, maybe. Make me a mustakim for a night and then we're good, right? <laughs> <laughs> what does that last name mean? It's Arabic and it means okay. the straight path. And Which so, neither of us followed. Yeah, <laughs> and, and he um, didn't really have a relationship with his father. Like that's mm. and what's cool about uh, traditional like Arabic families and stuff is that you take the last name of the first name of your dad. So it's oh. like Osama bin Laden was the son of Laden, oh. and so Mustakim was his dad's first name. So he's like, it's kind of weird because like I never got to know my dad, oh, but I okay. really like the name. Yeah, so that so. would be like because my dad's name is Josalito. So if my yeah. name was like Andrew Josalito, but like mm-hmm. that's so weird. Like, mm-hmm. could you imagine? <laughs> it's that way. It's like whenever you're running around town in yeah. like villages and stuff they're like oh that's the son of so-and-so okay i got you so oh, okay sweet mm-hmm. okay so you're originally from louisiana i am um you know we got to talk a little bit outside while mike was setting up the room but i didn't want you to give away the whole thing because i really wanted yeah. to ask you on the show can you talk to me a little about your life growing up you said it was you were explaining how diverse it was and i was yeah. purposely not paying attention because i wanted to ask Good. you on the show yeah <laughs> strategy <laughs> not, that was sounded terrible but yeah i wanted to like you know i wanted to Explain to I me understand. what's going on here. Yeah, so I was, um, I'm, and, and you know, I go back to this all the time because mm-hmm. I wonder what makes me the way I am okay. in contrast to other folks that are um, less melanated. Um, and so <laughs> I'm like, what? So why am I? And I think it's because I grew up in like rural Lafayette in the country. Oh, uh, okay. Then um, you say we. Ara. <laughs> the what? Ara. Isn't that how they talk, right? Like. Well, Say it again. I worked in customer service, and that when I asked them to spell something like road, Ara. Or oh, they yeah. say Ara, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, it's annoying. No, that sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, okay. And so I moved my mom, after their divorce, my mom moved us into the city of Lafayette, and mm. so we were in schools <laughs> that were, it was like forced integration, okay. which was great for me and, and people who needed more exposure to different cultures, mm. but it was probably sucked for our friends that were being bused across town to into the school where they had to travel because they were busing kids from, you know, the hood into mm. this, like, 
kind of neutral area of town. So okay. we were all coming in. Um, but yeah, so when we came into the city, I mean, that school was wild. Yeah. It was, I mean, like fights and whatever. Was it different whatever. for you? Or? It was so different from our elementary school. Okay. Um, and then, but I loved it because I am hyperactive. Right, right. And so just all the drama, like everything going on. I was <laughs> you like, were, yes. You were kind of just soaking it up. Yeah. yeah and yeah. like people were like, I had friends teach me how to fight because they were like, oh. hey, because when people start running their mouth uh -huh. and they're like, mm -mm, girl, you can't be, mm, you mm. need to be ready. Mm. And so I remember like during lunch one day, my friend had me, was like sizing me up. She's like, come on, this is how you got it. <laughs> and so sure enough, on the way back to class that day, somebody Wanted swung to fight you? at me. Oh, mm -hmm. no. And it turned into a whole brawl in the stairwell, but I never got in a fight again because they, I was known as the crazy girl. You know what? Woman. And that's so crazy because I grew up such pussy. Like, I just, like, <laughs> I've never been in a fight a day in my life. I did say on episode six, I got my ass whooped, but that was under different circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> the person, Were you drunk? The person was drunk. Oh, Okay, there's a story it. behind that. I want you to watch that episode. But mm -hmm. anyway, I did, but like, everybody says, oh, but you got in that wife, but that was not a fight. Yeah. I let him whoop my ass yeah. because I do not fight. I don't want to fight. Well, I don't like fighting. I don't like I fighting. just never liked it. Like I will Me pop either. off. Me sad. It is. I feel like it's such a degrading way of handling it things. Is. Like if I can't talk to you about a situation, you're not willing to have a conversation about it. Then I just don't even want to deal with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's one thing whenever whenever folks are like, "Hey, let's let's meet up in a boxing ring and right. like let's duke it out, or whatever." But whenever it's like street fight and they're kicking people in the head, yeah, and like, yeah. I'm like, "You're gonna kill somebody." It's going crazy. It's the craziness. That's like, how I, it was. Mm -hmm. Okay, so but the, you learned how to like. Yeah, kick and then and once shit. once you fight once, your reputation follows you. So okay. high school, nothing was ever a problem. But I mean, so many good, <laughs> so many good friendships. Yeah. The music, dancing, like people mm -hmm. are like, where'd you get rhythm from? Partly mm -hmm. because Cajun culture is really rich with music and dancing. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And also because I grew up and you know uh, I finished middle school in two thousand, and yeah. so that was like <laughs> Nelly and, okay. and how old are you? And, oh, gone. Yeah, 30, no, Thirty-five. Okay, so no, I'm thirty. So yeah, yeah. we're, we're kind of the same. Age, yeah. Yep. I missed the, that age in music. I missed the Nellies what? and the, the Nelly Furtado. Oh, like, do you I'm, oh, you I'm, missed it. I thought you no, said you missed it. it. I, no, okay, no, no, I, I do. miss it. Like, I miss yeah. it so much. I miss, like, the, the oh, I don't know. I just It's so up. nostalgic. Yeah, yeah. It's just fun times. What is your nationality? So, the, what's, what's funny is I get asked that like three times a yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because I'm I, I'm going to do a DNA test. My friend's bringing it this weekend. The 23 <laughs> oh, and me, she's bringing one for me okay. from Houston. But um, white. It's called Caucasian. That's Caucasian. <laughs> yeah. and that's it. Like, yeah. that's all we know. Because mm -hmm. as far as we know, um, we, so we're French immigrants that were exiled from Nova Scotia. Um, not that far back. And mm. so the French were, uh, the Canadians were pretty intolerant of yeah. us because we were like rowdy um, Catholics <laughs> in the middle of this like yeah. Protestant area. And so we, you know, Catholics, it's like. We drink and have fun and then go to confession on okay, Sunday. Yeah, but then other girl, I slept with a whole pastor, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine so, going to that confession. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I got confessed all right. <laughs> <laughs> so they didn't like how like we were Cajuns were just more rowdy and right. so there was a governor who was like intolerant of it and exile like put us out on ships and boats and mm. just people died, like disease and everything. But a few I say a few, a fraction of people made it down to South Louisiana because the Spanish owned Louisiana oh. and they were Catholic. And so they're like, You're welcome here. Okay. So that's how French, Canadian French ended up in South Louisiana. Okay. So and is that kind of how you ended up in Louisiana? Well, by, you know, my ancestors, yeah. I feel like I had a whole history lesson just Yeah, I know. I love talking about Cajun because yeah. it's so peculiar. It's like something yeah. you never hear about. And what I love about Cajun culture is because we came in as poor immigrants, mm -hmm. like my grandma will say, like, we worked the fields, we picked cotton. And um, so those, we never had this, like, nose up in the air type mm -hmm. thing, like, 
yes, we had the, it was a privilege. We got um, accepted easier into white oh, culture okay. as immigrants. Okay. But we also like understood, like lived the whole poverty right, right. struggle um, alongside people. So okay. we're not judgmental at all. That's, that's really great. Um, Okay, so that I learned something new. I didn't know anything about all that. Yeah, <laughs> I, like, I, I, I love it. Yeah, yeah, you definitely sound very knowledgeable about stuff like I that. I think whenever you know, so so yeah. for, and I talk a lot about race, by the way, I think that the reason why I'm so comfortable talking about race issues mm -hmm. and I'm not like threatened by, you know, seeing Mexican flags and seeing other people celebrate their traditional, because I have such a strong cultural identity mm -hmm. that isn't associated, isn't tied to being white or whiteness and or, or Americanness. Okay. And so I think that's why people are like, man, you're so open. I was like, because I know who I am, but. Right. I think a lot of Americans only know America, okay. hot dogs and hamburgers and, and that. And so you, Which you not, gotta, not do hot dogs and hamburgers because that's the best <laughs> thing to have in a barbecue. Okay? <laughs> but it's like you learning about like if you're Scottish, if you're mm. Irish, if you're Italian, like that's really cool. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. You know, I kind of wanted to talk to you a little bit about that because you are very much into activism mm. from what it looks like. And like especially um, as it pertains to... Um, I guess jail reform, Black uh -huh. Lives Matters, and stuff like yeah. that. Um, do you feel like, um, and this is what I'm saying, I don't get too political on the show, but I really kind of wanted to ask this because I've always wanted to ask your type of person, yeah. if that without sounding ignorant as fuck. No, no, <laughs> you no. Know, like, do you ever face backlash? Because, like, do you ever get people that say, how do you know what we're struggling with if you've never really had to, like, maybe you haven't lived that? Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so the crazy thing is, the only people I get pushback from yeah. are. If it is a person that belongs to a minority, like it's a person that happens to be in power and grew up more privileged, like financially okay. than me. So that irony is like the classism and racism. Like there's like this overlap. Um, but like as far as community members, families, like people mm -hmm. who don't hold power, privilege, who don't come from any type of privilege in their family. I've like people are like thank you so like people will literally stop me on Austin mm. I'm, I'm like walking this guy's like I love what you do uh, okay, and I'm yeah. like oh my gosh I don't know you but okay <laughs> and he's like I follow you yeah. and um, he's Latino and I was like this is incredible like there's times when you get pushed back from people in power mm -hmm. that want you to shut up and silence you but it's those people the other the community members that you're okay. like I'm doing it for them I'm not doing it for them right so you never so you've never had pushback from say like a black person from Black Lives Matter or or a Hispanic person dealing with immigration so to speak I you, think because they know that like when you put your money where your mouth is when you like put your body on the line mm -hmm. for things and then I, I share openly if people ask about like all my friends were ironically I was like my friends weren't mostly weren't white okay, and I don't okay. know how that filtration system happened in my brain right, as a right. child yeah I don't know why and so um but people have never they ask me like hey where'd you grow up or what do you and, mm -hmm. and I think it's just uh as an immigrant culture, we did not judge and didn't think we we're better than anybody mm -hmm. else. So I, I came into the world with that mindset. Okay. Um, and so I just like watched everybody's lived experiences. They shared with me and mm -hmm. I kind of carry it with me. So, I mean, no, no one, I think because they're, they're more, that's the thing about like, especially immigrant population or, and, and black folks is like, they're man, thank you for stepping up. Thank right, you. For, right. Like, it's like, I'm humbled because people are so great. I'm there thanking me. I was like, no, I'm just doing the right thing. Okay, got like you. you don't have to praise. I'm like, man, <laughs> it's like, I, I get teary. eyed just thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, for it's sure. You know, I think that was one of the things that somebody mentioned to me too. And, and at the time, like I said earlier on in this podcast, I, I try to stay away from the political things. Cause mm -hmm. you know, I'm all about like, like sex and rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, like there is space for that too. Okay. <laughs> and so I think one of the the person said, you know, she's really um, into activism mm -hmm. as far as, as it pertains to like immigrants and stuff, yep. which, you know, I'm, I'm for immigration as well. Mm -hmm. I, do I like go to rallies and stuff? No, like I don't even go to gay rallies. Like I said, I'm the worst <laughs> gay person ever. I do. You know, that's, which is great. You know, you should. And we're going to talk about you being something in 
a, se- in a second. Uh, okay. <laughs> but do you, you know, like, can you talk to us a little bit about what you do as far as your activ- activism goes so you can kind of justify it here and now? Yeah. So um, well, my, my first introduction into immigrant rights, the movement was I was a summer intern at Mission Waco in 09. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you can keep Waco loud. I did a podcast with them and I kind of went through the detailed history of how I ended up in Waco. Oh. Um, but it's it's crazy. It has to do with like church culture, mm-hmm. Bible college, mm-hmm. church hurt. Come, you know, Houston was a Churched very guys. No, no, <laughs> just just the attitude of like patriarchy, homophobia, oh, okay. like all those things. Mm. Came to Houston, and Houston was like a very healing space. And right. then was like, hmm, well, now I feel better. I'm away from abusive people. Right. Uh, what am I doing with my life? And my friends like, go to Waco. They have an internship. You'd love it. Mm. It sucked me in. Oh nine is how I ended up here. Really. And so I married someone who was on staff at Mission Waco. Mm. Um, like a year later, and um, that sounds ten months. <laughs> <laughs> ten months into our wet, our marriage. Marriage, uh-huh. um, he was picked up by immigration at oh, seven no. o'clock in the morning, oh, and wow. totally unexpected. Like the floor fell out from underneath me because it's something yeah. that wasn't even on our radar. Oh wow! And so okay. we're like, it's like a bad dream that doesn't end. He was he a Mexican immigrant? No, he's from Singapore, and Singapore, so he Singapore. has a green card. He's had a green card for twenty five years right. at that point. And when he was younger, had an issues with drugs because after mm. his dad died and his step, I mean, his dad abandoned them. His stepdad died. He yeah. loved his stepdad and he just right. crashed. Right, right. And so um, he signed a plea deal and he did not know that it violated his green card. Oh. And so they came for him six years later and said, oh, oh we're supposed to deport you, by the way. Um, Excuse me. And he's <laughs> like, I'm like, he's like an upstanding member of society, like mm-hmm. sponsoring other recovering addicts. We had bought a house that month, oh, graduated hell. from college, no. literally check all the boxes of what someone should. Yeah. Should do and he did it and they're like oh sorry we're just doing our job and that was the moment that i got thrown in head first into policy i'm a social worker so i was in my social movements class and my social work policy was crazy i was in my policy class Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so though it became alive my classmates my professors were like every week Give us an update, like wow, because it was a learning experience for my whole class. I'm, well, well, back the fuck up. A second. <laughs> yeah. so, so y'all are in bed at seven in the morning. Surely, mm-hmm. you're probably in my great sex, and no, you know, I, that's what I'm doing at seven a.m. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I talked about it on my grinder story, like last yeah. episode was seven a.m. Anyway, um, I don't have grinder anymore. But um, no, 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 no. Okay, backtrack, backtrack, backtrack. Okay, so we're you, have a, you have a husband from Singapore. You're yeah. laying in bed. Mm-hmm. Um. Waited until you're married to have sex. Mm-hmm. Oh, Everything. Like so that? this is like the epitome of like, oh, you're married. It's supposed to right. be all sunshine and rainbows. Okay, okay. What the fuck happened? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm confused. Like, I got lost for a second. Yeah, so you're, you're laying up. in bed seven in the morning. Mm-hmm. Would you say that that played a major role in your activism as far 100%. as immigration goes? Okay. Yeah. Like, what, what, what it was, because I, I had a guy on this show, um, mm-hmm. Israel Salazar, who I love, mm-hmm. and um, he was one of my first sponsors of The Public Affair, and he talked about being, an, uh, he's an immigrant from Mexico, and uh-huh. he got deported. He gave his whole story on the show. Like, cool. uh, what was it? Episode 30-something. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, what did you do? What was that process like for you? <sighs> like, what did you go through? I mean, did you get him back? Oh I mean, did they deport him to Singapore for real? Like- so if you Google um, Hope Mustakim, Nas Mustakim, NAZ, um, <laughs> our whole story went like, it went first statewide, national, then international. We were yeah. on Al Jazeera. Um, I'm going to look that up. And it became an international story, for one, because I was very open and willing to share it internationally. Okay. But for two, it was like the, there's a white girl and an Asian guy. Mm-hmm. It wasn't your typical story of like mm-hmm. Mexican immigration that people demonize so much. So I kind of took advantage of the fact that, yeah, they wanted to sensationalize it and make it look different and intriguing. I was like, cool, that's how we're going to win this. And so oh, okay. um, I just went after all the news, uh, media, anyone who was publishing articles about other immigrant families, mm-hmm. I would jump, I'd email the, the editors and be right. like, here's my story. I'd write the whole thing for them. 
him, oh, all they sure. had to do was publish. Publish, yeah. And so <laughs> I was just doing that middle of the night. I'm at home alone. I'm a young girl, right. like 24. Our house had got, we lived uh, right by Parkside. Okay. We bought a house on 12th Street. Yeah. Um, and our house had just been robbed, which we knew we were, you know, yeah, we yeah. there's nothing in it to steal anyway. Okay. And so, <laughs> like, damn, can I have my crackers back, bitch? I was <laughs> yeah. hungry. Okay. Oh, big old tube TV. Okay, shit. Um, so I was scared. I was up all night, like just right. writing and writing because I didn't. I felt scared. Oh, and wow. so eventually, it was I or I didn't even know what organizing was. Okay. But now I was like, I was organizing. Yeah, yeah. And so I was contacting people from the city that he lived in, in North, in North Texas, where he was running drugs when he was using back then. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm like, hey, you all knew him in high school. And when he was going through his spot, his bad patch. Right, right. Um, I was like, can you please go talk to the DA or somebody like go tell them like he's a good kid. Like, right, right. Whatever. And people were like. First of all, shocked that it was him because he's yeah. like this little he's a thin glasses. Is he hot? So unassuming. <laughs> I, I don't like hot's not the word I use for him. I'm into Asians now because I watched uh, Squid Game. He was my first ever. I'd never been attracted yeah. to an Asian guy until really? him. No, I am now. Shit. Mm -hmm. I'm all about it. Yeah. I like Crazy Rich Asians, that movie. Yeah, oh, yeah, that too. God. And I'm, I'm subscribed to some guy's OnlyFam. Shout out to uh, Ben Kim. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am because he's fucking hot and he's got a really big thing. But mm -hmm. anyway, go ahead. Okay. I didn't mean to make it about no, that. No, so, so. <laughs> um, I just, I, uh, people here, this cool, this church, Hope Fellowship, they showed up at my front door and they're like, mm -hmm. hey, we know we've been advocating for the DREAM Act and immigration right. reform. Right. And they gave me a deportation one-on-one packet. Okay. That was my introduction. And I thought we got an attorney, uh, right. Susan Nelson. She's here, y'all. She's good. Um, met with me for free. And she was like, listen, this is pretty much hopeless because he signed a plea deal for a felony drug charge. Mm. Um, she goes, the one window of opportunity you have is that they did not uh, advise him to meet with an immigration attorney first. Okay. So she said, you can reopen his criminal case. It's a risk because they could find him guilty and he goes to prison for 20 years. Oh no. And so we had to choose between, do we reopen it, potentially yeah. get a lower charge, but potentially you go to prison or do we just go ahead and get deported to Singapore and never see my family again? Cause it was a, it was a ban. Like once Baby, he was we deported, move it was into a ban. Singapore. Let's go. <laughs> so uh, we, we were a little, we were very Christianese back okay, then. Okay. And we were just like, yeah, we're going to, I mean, it worked out. Right. But but um, we fought a very public case and it was miracle after miracle. And I just think it's like people I and I don't like. So you just won the case. We won the case. Oh. Not only that, but like the way we won it is that the Cook County DA reopened the case. She's like, fine, we'll go to trial if that's what you want. Pulled mm. the pulled the evidence on like Christmas Eve. And uh, she was like, there's no evidence for this case. I can't take it to trial. Dismissed it. Oh, shit. So he's no longer a, fe a felon. Yeah, yeah. And then a y two years later, applied for citizenship and now he has citizenship. Oh, good. So he's so here. So he's here. We have Are two kids. Are you guys kids. in good terms? Can yeah. we shout him out? Can yeah. We give him a shout, shout out Nas. Nas, Nas is his name? <laughs> Baby daddy, yes. And AZ. Mm -hmm. And you guys are in good terms? Yes, we are. Shout out to Nas. Slide in my DMs if you're single. <laughs> <laughs> it's been work when I tell you work. Wow. Yep. Hey, but that sounds like it, it really did work out there because mm -hmm. it wasn't your the advisor was just telling you like, hey, don't even fuck with it. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? And yeah, then you guys fucked with it and look what it happened. It happened on purpose because right. like I would have never known about immigrant. Like I was in an immigrant detention center twice a month in South mm -hmm. Texas, four hours south with all these families, babies, teenagers, wives, right. crying, grieving. Here yeah. I am with all these connections to media, to organizers across the country. Mm. We have a fighting chance and I'm seeing all these other families who don't have a shot in hell. I got you. And they're bringing duffel bags for their dad. Okay, got you. Never to see him again. Wow. So when, when, when Nas came home 10 months later, 
I like that grief and that uh-huh. pain. I'm an empath. I'm a Pisces with a Cancer Moon, <laughs> Leo rising, obviously. Um, I'm just I'm, a Cancer. You're a Cancer. <laughs> I am July third. Yay! Yes, I love Cancer. Yes. And I just took that with me. <laughs> I love you. Go ahead. You're July third. That's a Leo. Wait, no, I'm a Cancer. I've been. I, can- didn't, I yes, didn't know that. I am a Cancer. Okay, well, I like Cancers. Yeah, we're very. I'm not emotional. No, you're, you're very, yeah, I know. Like, you're, you're good. I, I love this. Go ahead. Feeling. Um, watery <laughs> sign. Do you need some more wine? Are you good? Sure. Yeah, yeah. We got some Apothic Red, darling. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Okay, um, but go ahead. What is he were saying? Yeah, Um. so whenever we came home, I had, like, survivor's guilt, pretty much. Yeah. Like, he was home, and he's good at, like, tuning things out. But mm. I was, like, in the bathtub, like, sobbing. Really? And I had a roommate, because she had moved in with me to keep me company for a while. Mm-hmm. And she was there sitting with him. She's like, is she okay? And he's like... I guess. Well, why were you still upset after the fact? Just, I was like, we left them behind. Because it's 1,200 people are in that detention center, that Mm. one detention center. So anyone who gets picked up in Waco by ICE, they are sent to Pearsall. So it's like, and not only is is it like other local people, but it's just the fact that only 20% of those people had a criminal charge and only 12% had any type of violent criminal charge. Mm. So I saw like 85% of these families going through it for no reason other Mm. than we, that we have a fucked up immigration system. That's the, so I was like, I'm at home and I'm like, they're suffering for no reason. So your heart was just with other people. I mean, it wasn't enough that you got your husband out. No, you wanted more than that. Yeah, okay, gotcha. yeah. So that's why. So we were uh, we had already jo- joined the Waco Dream Act Alliance. Mm-hmm. Uh, leadership change. People went off to college. We became the leaders of the Waco Immigrants Alliance. Right. And um, that was 2011. Okay. And so and so are you still active with that now? Yeah, or? I wrote okay. a, I wrote a grant in 2018, and we were awarded a hundred thousand dollars. And so uh, twice. And so we we had full full st- you know we're fully staffed for three years, and then COVID really messed up all of our funding oh, and donations. And so yeah. I had to tr- go back to working a, a nine to five. Okay, got you. Yeah. So, but I love my job. Don't you? Hate, uh, do you? I, love it. I work <laughs> I work at a criminal defense firm. Oh, okay. And so hey, right like, up, it sounds like right up your alley. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. most like I'm digging into people's business. <laughs> Business and hey, okay, good. I need you to um dig up somebody's business. Remind me afterwards. Good. I'm looking for a mugshot. Okay. I'm oh, looking, I can. No, I can get you a mugshot. Looking, okay. This is evil. I'm not gonna. Okay. <laughs> I'm okay. I haven't spoken to my brother in six years. Okay. He's in T. jail. Okay. He deserves to be in jail. I'm my dad very, does too. I've been very open about it. There, there we go. Mm. I'm looking for his mugshot, and I'm I, I'm not trying to be open messy. Open records request. I just yeah. w- I just want to see what it looks like. I want, like because mm. listen, if I had to go to jail for anything, Big Peaches, that's my jail name. Oh. Wake up, you guys can't wait to share some shit on fucking social media, right? They, um, it's the wine. Uh, they cannot wait. Shout out to Ashley. That's my me this yes. um, uh, They they can't wait to. So if you're gonna share my mugshot, especially now in the public affair, right? Yeah. So I'm gonna. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That shit. No, but I want you to. I just want to see his. Mu- no. Is that evil? Is that evil? No. I'm sorry. I'm, no, it's it's like I just very make sure my brother took. I, I, no, yeah. I'm not speaking to my brother. Do not yeah. speak to my brother. I, what he did was deplorable, and you deserve mm-hmm. to be in jail. But mm-hmm. I just want to make sure you took a good mugshot. You're my twin. <laughs> my, you know what I mean? He's your twin. Yes. You know, identical twin. Fraternal. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to see. I just. I've been. I don't know why. It's I've been curiosity. Yeah. Like, why not? My parents are gonna hate that I said that. I'm sorry, guys. No, but it's okay. I just so wanted to see. I think another thing is like I grew up with an addict father who was mm. in active addiction most of my life. Oh no. And so I think that primed me. So I married an addict because my ex husband was. You know, he he had the criminal charges because he mm. was an addict. Mm-hmm. Um, was he an addict when you married him? Well, he was four years clean. Good. And he's clean today. Yeah. Congratulations. So, but he was like, so there's a difference between like working an active program mm-hmm. and where like NA or AA, like it's a spiritual program. Your higher power can be a disc. They're just like, but you need to have some sort of spirituality where you're like, 
you're not like fretting about, I have to control everything where yeah. you're like, whether it's love, God, the universe, whoever you have to let that shit go. Uh. And so, um, when you're working an active spiritual program, it brings out the best in you. Yeah. When you, when an addict slacks up on their program because they're already, it's called, um, they call it raging self-centeredness okay, okay. is what they call it in the textbook. And well, the raging, yeah. Through. Explain that. I, I might have a question for you. Go yeah. Ahead. So with addiction, it's like, they say like the disease isn't, the disease isn't alcohol or the drugs. It's what's between your ears. So the disease lives in your mind. Uh -huh. And so it's a, a raging self-centeredness. It's an unwillingness and a dishonesty with yourself. So the key to recovery is willingness. Like if, if people are like, you got to do this, this, and this to get better you're like okay i'm willing honesty you gotta be honest with yourself and others yeah and open-mindedness you have to be open-minded because a lot of addicts because it's like they they fear and then control and it's like this cycle of chaos uh -huh. um they're not open-minded you would think because oh they're using mm -mm, the fear lives so deep in their minds and so um when when he was working in an active program he was a totally different person than when he's not working a program okay. and that's why we're divorced um uh, he didn't relapse as far as i know okay. but we grew apart right, and right. so we had two beautiful kids right, so right, we make yeah. it work but, but you got but you guys are on good terms like you said yeah okay. it's been it's been work i mean i've had to take the high road a uh, lot for sure no because no, no. divorce is hard especially for an addict because yeah. then it's like i ain't shit i, I failed yeah for sure and i i i um the person like okay so you just have to watch episode six of the public affair mm -hmm. but the the um i had a friend who i suspect was such mm -hmm. I, i'm no medical professional i am yeah. no doctor i can't diagnose anybody mm -hmm. with that but everything that you just said was was that person i've not spoken mm -hmm. to that person in, in over a year and a half mm -hmm. um, best of luck to everybody and what they choose to do in their endeavors in the future yeah. and i hope that everybody can achieve longevity yeah. i'm just saying you know I, that, that Yes, that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. um, were you scared marrying an addict since you, you, I mean, did you grow up with your dad? And well, he here's the thing, but okay. you know, I'm in therapy. I've been in therapy for four years, once hey. a week. All right. So uh, what I'm unpacking we're is We're going to be here for like two fucking hours. I have listen. so many questions. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Mike, please. I'm sorry. I'll buy you dinner. Okay, go ahead. So what I realized, <laughs> what I realized, so when I, my first couple of years in therapy oh. was just me dealing with daily life, okay. like our problems as a married couple, right, right, right. shit going on at school. And then now once I got divorced and realized like that was a core issue and all my uh, anxiety and depression, mm -hmm. um, now that I've been able to unpack as a single woman and being in a work environment that's super peaceful, yeah, gives yeah. me life, like yeah. safe, my friends are safe. Safe is a big thing to me, peace and safe. Mm -hmm. And so now that I'm in this environment, we're like, okay, everything's good right. i'm like okay now i can start talking about my childhood like okay okay i have just now and my therapist is like oh i've been waiting oh and I'm wow like, okay thank you for being so patient with you me you go to therapy here in town mm -hmm. you know, real quick do, do you recommend therapy one thousand i feel like it's a big taboo but I've never i been i recommend I like shopping around so i okay. i think people go and have one bad experience and uh -huh. they're like fuck it i don't want to ever do it again i'm like no like you it's just like having well i say like a doula or midwife yeah, but yeah. like your doctor you want to pick one you're comfortable with and it's like if you go to a therapist and you're like we don't really click right. therapists ethical therapists are like cool find one that like they want you to find your fit who's your therapist so her name is kaylin and uh, she's kaylin. at so the heart of texas uh, counseling center on lyle avenue um mm. i don't know if they have a wait list right now but it's sliding scale. Okay, okay. So low income folks. What what's the Mike, what's that woman's name that has a podcast? Is it Emma? Emma. Emma's Emma one Church, of my very best Emma Church, friends. right? Yeah. Yeah. Emma yeah, and I okay. she, is she a therapist? 
Oh, she's a side She's something. She's a doctor of psychology. I, I met her one time. She's, yeah, she's pretty cool. I love Emma. Yeah. Me and Emma, were, we met when we were getting divorced at the same time. And so we oh, bonded. Shit. Like, we went we went through it together. No, so. That's not funny, but yeah. No, it's so That's great crazy. to have okay. friends to, anyway, you know, Yeah, I'm sorry. As you were saying, I didn't mean to, like, throw you off topic. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'm ADD. Yeah, I was saying that um, I've just now realized my propensity to date people who I don't want to fix them, per se. Like, Nas was working his program. Mm. So I wasn't babysitting him mm. but i had a higher tolerance for character issues and i had a higher tolerance for red flags okay because the man that i grew up loving as my father which before i found out some really dark shit we don't talk anymore right 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 um, but the man who was like you're beautiful you're my sense of self-confidence came from this man that was from your who's an addict yeah and like a terrible like he's hurt people and so i've grown up with this awareness that someone can be a monster when i say a monster i mean a monster yeah but then also it's like dr jekyll mr hyde also, he was like, you're beautiful. You can do anything you want to do, right, blah, right. blah, blah. And so whenever I met guys or who had issues, I was like, I never let, I was never abused. You know, there were certain boundaries, right, right. but when they had their own personal issues, I was like, yeah, we can work through this. Hmm. Like, I'm here for you. But so that's did, a problem. Did you now. grow up close with your dad and then the relationship strained or how did that work out? Yeah, I was eight years old when they divorced and okay. his addiction uh, it took off at that well, point. Can I ask you and you can share this whether or not you yeah. want to dark shit. Can you describe? You mentioned that yeah, your dad did some so, dark shit. Oh, for sure. My dad's like a child, I, every, child molester. Everything is alleged. Um, no, I've, I've called the FBI on my dad before. Oh, okay. Your dad's no. a child molester. Okay. Yeah, child mol- like, but then also, that's mm. the thing about it. Like, I can see pathology. Like, I understand my dad was also, this is not an excuse. If you have trauma, get yourself healed, right? But some people repeat that trauma. And so I saw my dad struggle with his own demons. My dad hates himself. He's a repressed gay man. Okay. Self-loathing, self-hating and doesn't accept himself and doesn't love himself. And Wait, so, he was gay and now he's not. And then he's. No, he now, he just towards the end of his life now, he's now coming out. Oh, he's gay now. Okay. Yeah. But all the, his whole life, he Sorry. just, yeah, his yeah. whole life, he was like repressing it and he was fighting all of these demons of addiction, the demons okay. of his trauma, and then the demons of not loving himself and accepting himself. And he did tons of drugs and it just came out in some fucked up behaviors. And so he hurt people from his own pain. And so now that I'm like, dad, love yourself, accept yourself. I'm like, I talked to my grandmother. She's like, I would love him if he wouldn't show up drunk all the time. She's like, I don't care if he's Warner or Wanda. Yeah. Do you have a, you don't have a relationship with him now? We don't. He's just not a, he doesn't respect boundaries. Um, when I say don't contact me and he like finds me on TikTok and follows me and I'm like, stop, that's super. (laughs) Do you want to rebuild that relationship with him? I don't, it's just never my whole life. I've been the parent for both my parents and it never served me like, and that sounds selfish, but it's time for us to start being selfish. Honestly, when you grow up in a very religious or church environment or whatever, um, even like in a, in a, like a traditional family, you know, it's like sacrificing for everybody else. And now I'm like, that relationship has only costed me. It never served me anything. Okay, got you. And so it really doesn't like, I feel like I would still be counseling him. Okay, yeah. so you, right now you don't have any particular interest. Do you think there's hope in the future to rebuild that relationship with him? Uh, so I keep like distancing myself to see if he respects it. Okay. And right when I'm about to like text him, yeah, he he's like, he creates a new Facebook and like starts following me. I'm like, stop! A new Facebook. I'm like, respect. So it's like a boundary but, but, issue. Okay, so 
boundaries. I want to mm-hmm. talk about that. Like, yeah. I am the type of person that when we have an issue, I need I need shit spoken about mm-hmm. right now. I don't oh, yeah, need fucking boundaries mm-hmm. yet. So when you say that you need, do you need time to heal from the, the pain he's caused you and other people or, or what's going on with yeah, that? Yeah, and because, so he keeps perpetual, like he's still hurting people. Okay. Um, when you say hurting people, can you divulge? Like, um, he told, so then he's still, so he's still using for one. So okay. when he's high, he like tells everybody his business because he's like confessional because he does, I'm like, go to therapy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So he tells my sisters, my cousins or whatever. So he's still like in, in his apartment complex, for instance, because he's he's high. So now he's like being honest. Mm. He is um, pursuing young men. But like when they say, mm, no, dude, I'm sorry, I'm not interested. He pursues and pursues, makes them uncomfortable, follows them oh, yeah. around, grabs on them. Like he's oh. been jumped and thrown in a pool before because he, he doesn't respect boundaries. And it's Hope like this. Enti- yeah. <laughs> okay. And so <laughs> that is the thing is like, I don't, oh, I don't. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> no, shit gets I, real. Okay, That's why listen, I said I am not PC. I, okay. Thank you for clarifying <laughs> as such. I take back what I said. In the episode. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you can cut that out, Mike, if you want to. No, it's kind you of, can it's leave it on dark. there. Leave it's it kind of dark. No, 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 leave it. Leave it. Leave it. Can we leave it? Yeah. yeah no, I, I, I don't care. I just don't, don't want to. You know, I don't want to just. Girl, the public affair. We don't. We don't keep secrets. We okay, keep it good. Between us. Like, okay. I, it's liberating for people to be like. <laughs> Their families, they think that they've gone through like something so sketchy and so dark and so embarrassing. Let me tell you something. I have never spoken about what my brother has done on this show. There's Mm -hmm. people who know what he did and blah, blah, blah. But uh, I am very embarrassed at his actions. I will Mm -hmm. say that much. Mm -hmm. And um, my parents have a hard time. Specifically, my mother has a hard time with me not commute. It's been six years since I talked to my only brother in the Mm -hmm. world. I do not have no sisters, no nothing. And so when people ask me who how my brother is doing. I say he's an aircraft supervisor <laughs> at L3 communications. Shout, shout, out. Out, shout out to my best friend, Jaime, because he is my brother. That, that is my brother figure. You know what yep. I mean? And then shout out to Family. my, shout out to my very close friends, the Carbajal's wife had on episode, I think it was 24 of the public affair. I love them, mm-hmm. all of them. And, and I've, I grow really close with these people and build these, like, why can't I have that That's type of relationship family. with my brother? Yeah. yeah. But, but then when I think about what my brother did to land him in jail, mm-hmm. I don't condone that. Yep. And I'm not because you're my brother going to act like I stand up for that because I do not. Good for I, you. I, and I've, I've not said it on the show only in respect for my parents. Yeah. But um, I, and uh, anyway. You can, you, you can Google you it. You can Google it if you want it, yeah. to. I don't want to talk about it. I'd rather talk about either having hot sex with dudes that are on the <gasps> low so okay, or the public affair. If it's not making See? me no money, I'm, I am uninterested. It's like okay? listen to Emma's podcast, y'all. Yeah. She's got, she's Emma got. Emma does have a podcast. Yes. What's the podcast? Oh my God. What's the podcast Sister name? Speak. Sister Speak. Okay. It, and it's all about this type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We were just talking about it before. Um, I did meet Emma Church. Uh, mm-hmm. Church. She's amazing. She's, she's cool as hell. I love her. Okay, so um, wow, that was a mouthful. How's the family dynamic going now? Are you good? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So no, but it's a really he- healthy place to be. So I know a lot okay. of people will make you feel ashamed for not talking to. Oh, that's your dad. That's your brother. Come on, and that's the thing that perpetuates abuse in families, okay. and like that keeps abuse hidden mm-hmm. for generation after generation. So we're part of a generation that's like. We're not doing it. We're not playing the games anymore, no. which is awesome because that means more people are going to be able to come forward about right. their abuse and be free. You know, well, and you know what? Like, I, I just feel like I was in a point in my life back in the day, like, especially as it pertains to how long has it been since that shit happened? Like two years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. And and I was putting myself in a position where I was not putting myself first. You know what I mean? It's, That's and, the whole not, point. Yeah. I, and not even with my friend that was going through all that. And I wish him he's not. We're not friends now, but yeah. I wish you well. Yeah. Uh, we have not spoken, nor do I want to speak to you right now. I was not ready but even when as it pertains to like my family like my brother like i just i just 
I wasn't putting myself for, and why do I not deserve to put myself first? Like, why I got to give you bail money? But I'm trying to go to New York and live my best life. What are you talking about? You know what I mean? I'm going to go to the beach and eat sushi and be naked. As yes, bad. and you, and <laughs> you have it. made choices in your life. Like, you deserve that. And if I never know? put myself first, we wouldn't have the public affair. And then I wouldn't See? have Hope Mustakim on my show. See, who, I'm an yeah. advocate for, like, we have been trained to put everybody else first and, and okay. sacrifice. And I'm like, look, like, people might tell you, oh, that's messed up. You don't talk to her. Mm-mm. No, it's not. It helps your mental health. Baby, I'm going to J-Pedal and Poke after this and roll around in a, a three-protein bowl with brown rice. <laughs> uh, Living his have? best life. Oh, darling, I got the chicken. Anyway, okay. No. <laughs> okay, no. okay, moving on. Um, you know what? I want to talk to you about um, your sexuality, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, you know, I had Roman Novian episode two. I love Roman. I love Roman. Um, we don't get to talk a lot, but I did have him on episode two mm-hmm. of my show, which mm-hmm. is fucking crazy to even think about. Because the very we're, beginning. We're, yeah, the very, very beginning. He was one of the very first people that I reached out to. And, and um, you know, I saw your post the other day on social media, okay? Yes. And I, and I want to kind of get into me. this. And you and I, I just, I'm very old school, yes. okay? And and I had Cece. Do you know Cece? Trans, Cece gen, trans woman, um, Cece. She was on the show. I want you to watch that episode. Um, Has oh, she performed with any of... She she did drag here yes. in Waco. Now okay. she lives in Austin. Okay. She works for like a really high okay. bar, um, the Highland Lounge. Mm-hmm. Do you know her? Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Was she, I, mm, I think so. Okay. You got to so, show me. Okay, so I want to talk to you about your sexuality. Now, I've been gay for 30 fucking years. Right. <laughs> I, and please don't be offended. I really no. I really want you to like... Yeah. Type of, okay. Um, I, you came out on social media. There's a long post and I read it a hundred times. And, um, no, Roman Novian came out on the show. We talked, he did not come out on the show. He came out on social media years prior to being on the show. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you said that he inspired you to come out as pansexual, sapiosexual and demisexual. Mm -hmm. Is that Mm -hmm. correct? Yeah. Now, did you just come out on that post or did people know or yeah, so give me some insight because, and then I need you, and then please, if you don't mind, I need you to define pansexual, sapiosexual, because yeah. I, all I knew is gay, bisexual, transgender, lesbian. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that's why I say I'm the worst gay person ever because no. I do not know these things. So I would like it's you okay. to It's okay. You have a life me. and you have thing, other things to worry yeah, about. I, all I know is that I like to use booty ease. I was teaching my friends about it today. It's amazing. It numbs the ass. You know what I mean? I like <laughs> why to do you want to numb it though? Because, because it hurts. Well, sometimes. Yeah, and then yeah. I like to have sex with men who do like, you know, are on the low. That's my favorite favorite mm-hmm. anyway <laughs> understood div- i'd like to divulge in this please yeah so i kind of i kind of mentioned it a little bit but i come okay. from a religious background right and so that had a lot to do with it and then also your frame of reference as a child if you have never seen a gay person in your life you mm. don't even know it's an option okay so when i say literally no cartoons no neighbors no friends i didn't even hear anybody joke about gayness until like late in high school mm-hmm. which is weird i'm like a senior in high school right, and they're right. just now joking about my friend from kindergarten who i still keep in touch with and he's always been like he's done hair our whole life and everything and they're like oh i think chris is gay and i'm like wait what's gay really it was like that yes oh wow and so um i didn't even know that was an option now (laughs) now looking back i was like oh that's why i stare at girls like i just thought i was like I remember in high school seeing a girl walk by in like shorts, right? And like nice, like you could tell she works out, yeah, like yeah. cheerleader, whoever, um, with thighs. And, I, and in my mind, I thought like maybe I was looking at her so much because I like wanted to be like her. Okay. Or like, oh yeah, I want to look like that in shorts. But then now looking back, I'm like, no, you like, it's like looking at a, a little boy that you, you know, mm, 
Yeah, no, when I was in middle school, I loved gym time because we had to change. And (laughs) I grew up in Central Heights of New York, and it was predominantly Hispanic men. And Mm -hmm. it's right up my alley. Them Salvies, Mm -hmm. you know, them Puerto Ricans. If you guys went to middle school with me, I'm sorry I did violate you. Sorry. But I did. I love changing at gym time. I was like, yeah, I'll go. I didn't change, but I watched them change. My mom was like super mod. I was a a child, by the way. Okay, sorry. Okay, don't be trying to label me. But anyway, go ahead. You have to be 21 or older to um, shoot up this club, and I don't even let nobody shoot up this club. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. Um, so I didn't even know, like, that wasn't a frame of reference. Okay. And because, so I am pansexual, which apparently I've learned that bisexuality actually was originally intended to mean two or more okay. genders. So pan is almost the same as bi, if you think about it as, right. like, so I know you're attracted to more than one gender. I was going to say, I know. See, that's what I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. I know bisexual as like, I, I believe that there are people who are born bisexual. Mm-hmm. I believe that there are people like I feel I really believe that I was born gay. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I believe that there are people who are attracted to both genders. When you yeah, say more anyone. than more than. OK, I do that. Multiple. That's what I have questions yes. about. What what are multiple? Like, explain yeah. to me, please. So I so the way I heard pansexual describe and I think the reason why labels are important is because we get to because everyone asks us questions. I agree. And, I agree. and we're like. It helps us articulate ourselves. And so pansexuality is more, which now going back, I'm like, oh, that's what bi meant. But pansexuality is like gender is secondary. So you're attracted to a person, their energy, their spirit, their motivation, their drive, that your chemistry. Mm -hmm. And if they're male, female, trans, non-binary, whatever, Mm -hmm. that is just like secondary. You really like. Like that doesn't matter is what you're saying. Yeah. It like doesn't weigh in. Okay. Um. For me, like sometimes with straight men, it that does weigh in because okay. of just not because they're straight, but because of toxic masculinity in mm. our culture. Mm-hmm. So it's not that they're straight. It's that a lot of them have been so inundated with these patriarchal ideas about women and gender roles and me being docile and domestic and, <laughs> you know, and so that the baggage comes along with it. Okay. In Waco. Especially so, in so you're, you can be attracted. So I'm just, just attracted to people. You know? you're, you're attracted to, I think from what I understood on the pose, as far as pansexual goes, you're attracted to like energies and the spirit of people. Yeah. So like, like what kind of energies? And I'm, I don't want you to feel like I'm judging you. No, I just, I never I, have a problem as a with gay man, As a gay man, I need to understand this because mm-hmm. I don't understand that stuff. I right. just remember the four letters. And so, right. <laughs> and, I, and I'm a little tipsy right now off the fucking apothic red. <laughs> I really need that J pedal. But, <laughs> but no, 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 no. Okay. So, so you're attracted to energies. Like, yeah. like clarify that for me, please. Like yeah. what kind of energies? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. So, okay. so I think the, the broader picture is like, how can you be attracted to all these different, right? So, because you, even whenever you're attracted to men, you mm-hmm. still have a preference for like what their personality is like, or what they're if they're a lazy right. bum, or if they're driven, or if they're this or this. I just happen, <laughs> I just happen to attract the lazy bums that I gotta go pick up, and they give me magic cards Sorry. when we're done fucking, and then they say have a good time. I don't want to talk to you no more. That my friends make fun of me for that all the time. Shout out tomorrow, Israel and Jay. I love those guys, but they make fun of me all the time, and I'm like that happened one time ever. Jeez. So I wish in that theory, guy, we had really good sex, by the way. I will say, hey, we stand. <laughs> it was fucking awesome. I wish he wouldn't have just blown me off. Anyway, go ahead. I just want to have sex. Like, there's no way. Can I just clarify? Yeah. To that person, if he ever watches this, there was no way we were ever going to be together. Right. Like, you don't do anything. You're disabled, but you weren't disabled that night at my house. Um, you don't have no car. You don't have no place. Like, how do so I funny. bring? How do I bring you around my friends Say that. who are accountants, business owners, uh, Pokemon masters, uh, Soko soccer players? How do I bring <laughs> you around them and say this is my boyfriend so and so? I'm not going to even put out his business. Mm-hmm. Uh, boyfriend so and so. 
and he's, he's a disabled. Stay at home boyfriend. But he wasn't disabled last night when he was tossing me around that my um my memory mm-hmm. foam queen mm-hmm. matches, oh, darling. Memory Serta, darling. Yes. <laughs> With the cooling factor. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so I just want to but my friends that give me shit. I, I love my friends. Shout out to Israel Carbajal, Jay Carbajal, and Mara Maldonado. They give me shit for all the time. They sound amazing. I love those guys to the death of me. But anyway. Yeah, uh, so okay. so even whenever you're like totally gay, like yeah. uh you still have certain things you like in those okay. people. So yeah. the only difference is is that when I look at men or women, I think I can see, and this is like the artistic Pisces in me or whatever, okay. is like beauty and like something attractive in like anyone. Like I look at um whether it's like a old house with potential or right. like furniture that's unique or whatever. Yeah, yeah. When I look at people, I can see beauty in both of them. And because I'm demisex- demisexual. Dem- demisexual um, is what it's called? Yeah. Okay. It, it's um that means that you really so for me if I'm if I'm drunk and <laughs> self-destructive or just yeah. kind of like dissociating or whatever, or just kind of like, just want to go out and have fun. Like no shame to people who are like, I just need to let loose this weekend. Right. Yes. I can, I can be attracted to people, but, but like my sober real state of like true attraction and deep attraction. Um, I have to have an emotional connection mm. to really have this, like, uh, like the type of sexual connection that is not shallow to where you actually remember it the, like a week later, right. you know, like it's not just functional. Um, Maybe my partners remember me. Yeah. <laughs> I put it on them. That's I bet what, you do. That's why they get attracted so quickly and they have to, uh, they have to leave me. Look at you. Because <laughs> they've fallen in love. I got that piece. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like... And, and Mike, I'm sorry, darling. <laughs> I wish that okay. I... He's like laughing. Um, As so, you were saying. Yeah, yeah. so uh, whereas you're like, yeah, like guys mm-hmm. can fall for me because right. of X, Y, Z. That's how a person who is demisexual knows they are because we don't really develop any type of attachment or like, emo- like it, there has to be this. Right, uh, right. Like sex is more like a function okay. um, and we're more in our head like, yeah, we're having fun, blah, blah, blah it's over, it's done. Mm. But for us to really, really enjoy it and be in our bodies and to really be present, we need to have like a, a connection of some sort. So is demisexual or demisexual, is that where, where you're just is like, like a fling thing? Like, oh, we're just having sex because it's fun? Or? No, so demisexual okay. means that you have to have a sexual, uh, 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 a connection, like an emotional connection with someone right. to be attracted to them emotional mm-hmm. like, like you have to connect in some way that's not just sexual oh okay yeah. so like which isn't everybody right that's I, like I, not everybody's listen, like if that you don't have no papers and you don't speak no english you can have sex with me all day like i don't give a fuck but, you know but like mean? you might have some sort of commitment like there's something where you're like yeah oh. you don't speak english and you need papers and i can provide something in that relationship you, bad. you know what i mean and i'm a fight for you for immigration because you got that piece but no okay no i i, I sapiosexual define that Sapi- me, so sapio okay. um is whenever you're attracted to intelligence which kind of goes hand in hand right so if somebody is smart you think that's sexy because mm-hmm. i'd be falling for I'd be falling for dumbass niggas. No, I'm somebody's dumb. Lie, yeah. I'm like clank clank lockdown. Mm-mm. If somebody's like, dumb, you don't. Yeah, okay. no, not even when I'm drunk. Like no. But those, are the, dumb, those are the ones that got the best piece though. I, I remember mm-hmm. effing this guy and he stole know. my Nintendo Switch. That fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no peace word for that. He was dumb as fuck, and he was fresh out the pen, and he wanted to. Oh. He did. He, I, I know I have bad taste, and he wanted to mess around though, but it was so good. And then he stole my Nintendo. I was like, "Why did you do that? I thought mm-hmm. we were gonna make this a regular thing." Now he I can't criminal. talk to. You. Hey, he's in jail now. I don't. I don't. Um, 
I don't know why he went to jail. Stealing other I'm people's not, Nintendo. Okay, damn it. But if I see his kids, I'm going to fucking fight them. I'm like, that's my Nintendo, bitch. You know? <laughs> but no, he stole my fucking Nintendo. It took me a long time to tell that story. I was so embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay. So that's how you know you're not sapiosexual because you are, you can be attracted to people who aren't can, very smart. Right. And I just I just label them. And I, I agree with you when you say that I think labels are important because I've talked to plenty of people that say that mm-hmm. they don't think that that's important. But um, I think that being, I'm just gay. I'm just gay as fuck. Yeah. Like, you know Which what I mean? Which is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, I just, I I feel like it whittles down my my pool of people. Right. People are like, oh, you're. How can anyone ever satisfy you? Right. Because if you're pan and you're demi, I'm like, that's the thing. Like once I like you and mm. you fit all this, like I'm loyal as as if because yeah. I know that there's not everyone out. I don't think the grass is always green on the other side. Right. And so Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm just gay. And if you are an immigrant that needs some papers and you don't speak no English, you can slide right in these DMs. <laughs> and I live by myself and I keep it between us, darling. Oh, you are, <laughs> yeah. you are an icon. Okay, I try to be. <laughs> okay, well, you know, but thank you for clarifying that. Um, yeah. I, I will say that I still don't fully get it, but I, I feel like it's not for me to get yeah. there. I feel like that's your journey. Yeah. But I don't want to offend you. Like, No, I, like, I want to like, uh, what, what, do you, what is the part that... Uh, uh, that you feel like you're kind of you don't understand well, yet. Well, okay, um, just the the terms in general, like the yeah. vocabulary terms in general. Like mm-hmm. I, I do, and I talked about it with Cece. That's why I really want you to watch this episode or that episode. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm starting my words, but um, I, I just feel like as far as pansexual, sapiosexual, demisexual, mm-hmm. um, all the sexuals, that the even the non-binary, like mm-hmm. we, I just didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't understand it because yeah. I, I personally feel that this is just me, and I, and I respect everybody and their decisions yeah. and what they want to do. If you think you're a fucking tiger, that's cool. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, like I know I'm that bitch. I'm a paid bitch too, right. and I just happen to be that bitch. <laughs> but like I just like for me personally like I don't understand how somebody identifies as like nothing like like a, um, like non-binary like a non-binary sometimes I feel non-binary like there are okay. times where I want to dress like sweats right hoodie right sneakers uh, but, and, and, and see so so for me I just feel like that's like it's like that's a lot of masculine energy I, but I carry a lot of masculine energy okay gotcha which is why guys don't really jive with me very well really yeah because I'm like an alpha can I ask you this have you been with women before Yes. Really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's okay. why I had the the kahunas to come out because like right. because I wasn't like fake. You know, when you're when, barely when, when, coming into right. it Go and ahead. you're eroticizing it mm-hmm. and you're just like fan like fetishizing it. Right. I, that is super annoying for me. And right. I, I know everybody goes through their journey, but whenever people are like, Oh, I don't I like I only do threesomes or I only get mm-hmm. with married couples or, or I only do like unicorn thing. Okay. That's like fetishizing. But I'm like, no, I've had relationships with, with women. women. Okay. Yeah, because I'm like because for me it's all about energy like mm-hmm. i am a little bit into astrology and yeah, energy yeah, yeah. and everything tell, yeah. and so i know um part of my healing from religion and from everything else was like being like no who you are is right. is, is is perfect like the god who made you whoever that is mm-hmm. like you're perfectly made right. and so i do carry a lot of masculine energy but, and, and see that's why when i say that i don't get into the politics about it because mm-hmm. i feel like if, if that's how you feel then do you because even as a gay man i i will say i've been very fortunate where i don't feel like opportunities were taken from me because that's i was gay good. i don't feel like i was ever critic like my family did not give a fuck like they that's were, awesome my, my best friends the guys that my straight friends were all placing bets on when i was gonna come <laughs> you know so i've been uh, now that doesn't make me naive to what's really going yeah, on in the all world the violence but i just feel very fortunate that i've never had to deal with yeah. that do you know yeah. what i mean yeah. but then i also like i feel like i betray the community because i not in that particular sense, but for mm-hmm. this one instance, I don't relate to that person yeah. that's going through 
having a hard time being gay. But at least you understand. But you understand. I, I, it, I acknowledge you it, but I don't. I don't know what to tell you because I didn't have a hard time being gay. Like, was it hard accepting myself as gay? Absolutely. Like, I didn't come out to my my best friend Jaime, who's mm-hmm. a straight man with his beautiful wife Lupita and their beautiful son, who's straighter, as straight, straight, straight <laughs> as an arrow. <laughs> you know, I had that was the hardest person to come out to because I didn't mm. think he was going to accept me. But he also comes from a family and a community where that's not accepted. Mm-hmm. And so then we go through the challenge of us being like a brotherhood. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. he even tells me like, I, it's not something that like we accept, but I love you I because love you. you do so much for me and mm-hmm. you've always been there for me and my family. And that's my, that's my bro to the death of me. Yeah. And so, but for me, I don't understand I can't go to like the kid that is mm-hmm. being bullied mm-hmm. for being gay or that family threw them out for being gay. I don't know what to tell As them. a social worker, I'll tell you that what, what people in, in crisis or in trauma or in suffering need is not like words of advice or perfect words. Mm-hmm. All they need for you to do is sit with them and hold space. Right. Okay. Like you just let them talk, let right. them, so you don't have to have it all figured out. Right, I got you. You can just be with them and let them know they're not alone. Right. Can I ask you a funny question? Do you yes. like, what do you prefer, men or women? <laughs> the or hard truth. The hard truth is women. Women, really? Yeah, because I, I think because like the overlap between culture and society and yeah. toxic masculinity is it ends up being that. And and I don't hate men at all. And some people are like you hate me. I'm like no. I understand. I have a son, right? Right, right. Um, and I love his father. Like right. he'll always be someone I care about. Absolutely. Um, I have two brothers. You know. And so I just see how men were told for so long that they can't have feelings, they can't mm. cry, they can't be sensitive. So I don't think it's necessarily men's fault in this okay. generation. But it is what it is. Like, I'm done making excuses for people. Just because I understand why you're dysfunctional doesn't mean I have to accept you into my life. Mm. So I don't hate men. But I know that so many of them still have to unpack all of that. Like, I can't cry. I can't be vulnerable. Mm. I can't be feminine at all. And so the reason why I think I prefer women is just because it's easy. It's like natural. It's organic. It's God, I feel so opposite. (laughs) Really? I feel like because people are always like, you should try women. Like, I do not try. You should try men. Men, bitch, like yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Like we, we put it down. But it's like um, people telling me you like women because you haven't found the right man. I'm like, no, no I like I, women because I like women. Yeah, no, and that, and that's good for you. So, so you just like you like men. Yeah. So, but you don't consider yourself like a full blown lesbian. You consider yourself pansexual, sapiosexual. Well, here's the thing about sexuality yeah. in the spectrum is like every single day I'm asking myself questions really? about it. Okay. Where I'm so like, do you, do you feel like you've I? come to terms? Yeah, I was gonna say, do you feel like you've come to terms with who you are as far as sexuality goes? I, I've come to terms with the fact that I'm definitely not straight okay. um, and that I don't have any reason to hide it and okay. that I want to make people, other people feel safe and right. include. Um, and I'm okay with like, as life ebbs and flows and our society changes mm-hmm. or whatever, like I'm okay with shifting and changing. But um, I do still ask myself, like, are you still because of like, we talked about like you will date people who have all these red flags cause you're kind of used to it. And I'm like, am I still giving do I feel like I have to give men a chance mm. or do I really, am I lying to myself about what I honestly right. feel is home for me? Okay. Um, and, but then again, like then I, I meet a guy and I'm like, cool, we vibe or whatever, but I'm like, okay, you vibe. But mm. like, do you see, and, and my, in my heart of hearts, when I'm honest with myself, I, my, me and my kids talk about it too. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, my wow. life partner is a woman. Okay. I, so I, I feel like I can still be attracted to men mm. and um, we may have like experiences with men. But I you and the woman, yeah. Okay, but I feel like because like, I'm just open minded. No, know? hey, I, um, I just got into where I kind of want to try a threesome. I'm not even gonna lie, not with no chicks. I can't do no chicks. Do it. I'm so sorry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 
No, I can't have no women involved. I've had a guy who told me that he wanted me to screw his wife, and I said, no, nah, bro, I can't do that, because he yeah. screwed me, so he thinks I should screw his wife. I said, no, nah, I can't do that. Like, I, I'm and sorry. Like, you deserve to be able to say your own boundaries, right? And people are like, well, yeah. why don't you want to do it? Why and I got you annoyed. Me? I was like, why do you want me to F your wife? Like, I cannot do that. Like, I'm not going to. I don't want to. It's She's not attractive to me. Mm-hmm. Not she's beautiful it's not just but, her it's just her, not, it's she's what, her parts like yeah, yeah. I, there's nothing i want to do like vaginas are nasty to me mm-hmm. they right? just are they like, just and that's, are that's you know totally like, and i love that you like you love yourself enough to yeah. be honest about that i'm just over here chilling hope yeah. hope that's me darling i just be over here on cruise control just it, doing me you know what i mean that's it but it, it speaks volumes <laughs> that you've had like family or friends or whoever that have made you like that's everything that yeah. you had that support where you can I, be I you. wish everybody could I have w- that but but and and I will say I am very fortunate that nobody in my life cared like to like they never like negatively like, yeah they never like this fun like what's the like exiled me you know yeah, what i mean they never yeah. like no you can't be gay dude that's my, a my, gift and especially my, my dad too like he found i think he found out i was gay when he was watching the public affair <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I don't i don't know but that's anyway incredible. you know we never had the talk and i talked the about talk, this on yeah. my prior episode but we never like what was there to talk about He's like dad, dad i like penis like i don't want to talk to my dad about yeah, that you yeah. know what I mean? like, because we, but your attraction to men isn't yeah. just penis though it's not it's short stubby mexicans that need papers that's it is don't speak so no what English. do you like about men besides the you know what do you mean there okay, do you like the you energy do you I, like masculinity uh, yes i do i have See? kissed women before uh-huh, uh-huh. and i get soft and inverted and uh-huh. it's just like their their lips and their hands are so soft and wet and, and you're like, like i'm already i want I don't some need no that. i need some rough ass hands and fucking chapped ass lips you know <laughs> what i mean <laughs> you know just fucking dirty yeah. and just you know like that's what i mean i i, I can't i'm i feel like i'm very like moisturized you carry you know? enough feminine energy that you don't need more sure and i not, not as like much soft as I, and I don't i don't like that term but it really kind of is facts it really yeah. is kind of a facts but like no like I, i've kissed girls before Scruffy and no, rough no, no. And yeah, no. I put lotion on every time I bathe. And yeah, I want a nice construction worker <laughs> that's gonna like like tumble me over and shit. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I did. I've kissed women before. I've never had a sexual experience with a mm-hmm. woman, and I don't have a desire to because even as much as like when I was younger, and I I thought that that was what I had to do. Mm-hmm. And when I thought about it, and I knew this girl who I just knew that I was gonna be in a relationship with her and everything. Mm-hmm. And when I thought I was like, ooh, I don't want to have sex with her. Right. Like, like vaginas to me are just gross. Like mm-hmm. they just are. Like mm-hmm. now. I think be- women are fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I love me some boobs. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do anything sexually with boobs. Mm-hmm. I do love grabbing some boobs. Aesthetically pleasing. You know, like they're cool. Like, I lo- mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I've had some women on the show that have had work done and I mm-hmm. love their work. You know, shout out to my girl, Kaylin Flores. Shout mm-hmm. out to my girl, Adriana Ledesma. They've been very mm-hmm. open about it and they have beautiful bodies, but mm-hmm. sexually I'm not attracted to that. Yeah. I, like, I like a nice fucking rugged man mm-hmm. with his fucking Budweiser and shit. You know yep. what I mean? And yeah. I feel like the difference between like appreciating someone's beauty or attraction and then being attracted to them is uh-huh. like that line between like Demi and Pan where I could right. be like love, yeah, you're hot you're this yes. and that but there's a line where I don't start becoming attracted to you until there's like not only this like intellectual banter going on okay. but also whenever um, there's a connection like if right. I feel like we're just like not we're missing each other no matter how hot you are mm. if we're just like not like There's connecting, no, yeah. I'm just like okay. That was what was weird about Grinder because every <laughs> I'm not on Grinder anymore, but I talked about this on a, what was it my last episode, two episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that that like like everybody was very straight to the point, which mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed for a moment, but there was no emotional connection. It was like, what are you looking for? Sex? I don't know. Like right. you know, like it was so weird. Now I'm not on Grinder anymore. Uh-huh. I, I I talked to my friend Jose Hernandez. Shout out to him. He's another gay guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, bro, don't ever download. It can Grindr. be dangerous. 
I know, thank God I did. Well, I had a whole plan, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so you safety know what? Safety plan. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, and I always promote safe sex for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you for divulging in that. Um, you know, we do have to wrap up soon, but before we go, I definitely want to, um, and I loved having you on the show, by the <laughs> way. I, you've answered so many of my questions. Um, I definitely want to tell you are running for school board. I am, for, right, yeah. ironically. <laughs> okay, now you lost last time. Yeah, Okay. super stoked that like I went up against a like very well-known, as far as like establishment Waco, mm-hmm. um, so I ran against Carrie Dupuis last time and um, his mom Virginia had been our mayor at one point. Uh, Carrie owns Dupuis Oxygen. His wife is very, Mandy is very um, active in, in politics and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I knew it was a heavy lift right. and it was an at-large position so you literally have to win the whole city. Okay. Um, and for a single mom with a $3,000 budget uh, mm-hmm. homeschooling my kids in the middle of a pandemic to get 43% as a first-time candidate in a town like Waco where mm-hmm. norms are so ingrained. Okay. I was like, that was a win for us and so um now hiring a campaign manager not doing it by myself well i had a campaign manager but she's a doctor so she was Mm. rescuing covid patients Uh, okay and so she's badass ileana newman is an angel (laughs) to this community oh my god um so now campaign manager we're starting early we're like like we're ready. Yeah, and so I saw now, you announced it. And this time, I'm not yeah. running against Carrie. Um, he's still there in that large position. I don't know how long he plans on staying. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am. I live in D4, and Angela Tikal or Tikal, she is the uh, board president. Okay, she's been there. I think like ten plus years, and so I am running against her. Okay. and there's like. Like, I don't think I will never uh, issue like a personal attack. I think we have different approaches, different philosophies, different lived experiences. And I think what I bring, I'm not afraid nowadays because I do love my, like, you know, it's like the whole process of acknowledging who you are and like getting over uh, imposter syndrome. Right. I know what I bring to the table. Yeah. And I know the value I add to Wake Wise D, Wake Wise D families, the, just the board. And so I'm like, I feel like I'm like, thank you for your service. Yeah. Um, our schools are still struggling. Okay. We need new energy and we need new ideas and people willing to put elbow grease in. Not that she's not, but I have a two kids in the district. Right. I'm still, still um, young and energetic. I'm willing to put in hours that are, you don't get paid and you don't get the glory right, right. because I care about our kids and wake YSD okay. um, because I, I understand the school to prison pipeline. Okay. So I want to keep our kids out of the, the courthouse, yeah. the pen, and psych unit, like okay. that is my motivation for school board. Do you think that the community may not take you serious because of your stances, like in your personal, like like the way you present yourself? Like I'm yeah. for it, you know what I mean? Well, but, they did. It was so nine thousand uh, people voted for me oh, okay. on election day. So okay. it was like, so in, in school board elections, you normally have like a, a thousand people, maybe five hundred who come out. Right. Um, but we had an election day that was aligned with the presidential election. Okay. And so we got, you know, everybody came out to vote for Trump or Biden. Right. Right. Um. <laughs> I will say, because people are like, oh, well, you got that many votes because everyone came out. I'm like, no, if you look at the numbers, I got 9,000 votes. Carrie got 11,000, mm-hmm. but 9,000 other people skipped over school board and voted for president. Uh. So those, that people, 9,000 people who came out to vote, that's mm. opportunity. That's people okay. you can uh, win over, you know? Right, right. So do, do you feel like, because I remember you making a pretty lengthy post. I've been mm-hmm. following you since then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was around the time Public Fair came out. And so um, I remember you making a pretty lengthy post. Do you feel like you came off as passive aggressive or like were you salty that you lost or like do you take it as a learning experience and say I got to go harder? Or how does yeah, that I posted out? a video that night. Um, okay. And, you know, we we were like celebrating. And, you know what I'm saying? We, were, we had a watch party. <laughs> okay. So I need to go back and watch it probably. Yeah. But I, I didn't, I didn't make see it. Video, I saw the post. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I 
know, but I was like, thank you guys for voting for, you know, and yeah. now we got to keep going. And so I don't feel like, I think on one hand, I, you want to have positive and like manifest things. And so I was like, yeah, we're going to win. Okay. But even when we didn't win, right. and I say we, because it was a, it was a team effort. It was a district family wide effort. Um, right. But when I, when I saw the reality of 9,000 votes as Hope Balfa, cause that's who I am right, right. from the trailer park. Dad's an addict. Mom was undiagnosed bipolar and who was abusive. I moved out when I was 16 years mm -hmm. old. I've been on my own since I was 16. Went to Bible college, abusive environment where they, they took advantage of vulnerable kids who wow. could be manipulated into empire building. When you're building a church, you know, empire, um, like I have gone through so much, a divorce, marrying someone who like things, all that. And I go, Hope, you got 9,000 votes. First time can't. Right, right. That was a win. That's a lot, yeah. And so I'm like, okay, we come back better the next time okay. and win it for our community. Well, those 9,000 plus more. Plus more. And now I feel ready. And, okay. And just, so I might, if I sounded salty, I really didn't mean to sound no, salty. No, 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 no. I, I, like if people perceived it yeah. as such, yeah. But that's not how you were coming off. Genuinely, I was like humbled, like, whoa. Because you want, like I said, you want to be like, we're going to win. We're going to win. But yeah. at the end of the day, you go, are people really going to vote for me? Yeah. But when I sat down, I was like, they did. Okay. They freaking they voted fucking, for yeah, me. Yeah, good deal. Yeah. I remember like, somebody was, running for some, um, for some chairman thing or whatever mm -hmm. in some city and they got like 24 votes, that poor guy. But anyway. That's the reality though <laughs> yeah, of yeah. our school board and the local elections. Okay. They're won by like 15 votes. Yeah, but he was also a, a dumbass. So was, <laughs> that happened. Yeah. A lot of you, dumbasses. You know what? Okay, so, so the school board is coming up the elections yeah. and you know, I wish you the best of luck no matter Thank what the outcome you. is. It's um, May 7th. What, yeah, and real quick before we wrap up, what what is your plan to change? Like what, when you get in that position what are you trying yeah. to do that's so different? we didn't i didn't i didn't so much i told you i'm an anomaly um so my background is social work and then i was in secondary education before social work and all my internships have been in waco isd undergrad and grad school mm. and so i was a ga and so i researched campus culture and how to improve uh struggling schools gotcha. and so i come with a lot of research and evidence-based uh practice and um they I know that when we center, like communities have neighborhood schools like Alta Vista yeah, or yeah. South Waco Elementary. And when you, um, when you pour resources into these campuses where parents are coming by foot, kids are coming by foot, you can do dance classes, Zoom, but ESL, right. you can do whatever. And school becomes a place where parents feel welcome. They don't feel like I'm being blamed because I sleep late because I work a second job at night. Like parents feel welcome. They feel valued. They can bring input. You value mm -hmm. them. Kid, it's like community center hub of life yeah scores go up performance goes up the district goes up like we are investing in uh curriculum heavy we're not investing in mental health okay. our kids just went through like the two most traumatic years of their life probably and we have not exerted and i've i've I'll be honest. I've spoken to the person who's in charge of student services at Wake D for like an hour and a half. Uh. And I'm like, what are we doing to reach our kids at home who might be suicidal? Well, there's a resource page on Wake D website. Uh. And I'm like, that is unacceptable. Okay. You know, and so like mental health first, mm -hmm. Spanish speaking parents, we have to prioritize our language justice. We do not do it justice. Our the 23% of our parents in Wake Wise are Spanish speaking. Mm -hmm. It is absurd. We have one set of headsets, one interpreter who can go to community events district wide. No. Right. We we have to include those parents. We have to be intentional about it. And then mental health access and then restorative justice. We send kids to ISS alternative school. They end up in the prison pipeline. Mm. We, there's, there's a model called restorative justice where kids, you, you bring them and you go, okay, why did you do what you do? Right. How can we make it better? How can we restore you back to your community? Okay. You know? So right. that is, 
I don't believe in the penal justice discipline got you, got system. You. So. Okay. Well, you know what? Hope, unfortunately, we do have to wrap up, and I wish Bye. you the best of luck with your company. I know. <laughs> we can talk I, for hours. I know we can. We, we're definitely a part two is due um, okay. when, when we have follow-up episodes. But I, more apothecary surely, I know. Yeah. We, ne- next time we'll get two bottles because I am feeling it. <laughs> but I definitely appreciate you coming on to the public Thank affair. I, it's been so nice to talk to you. I really do enjoy you and your presence, and, and I wish you the best of luck with all your endeavors, and so especially as it pertains to your... Um, campaign and you know what i mean i appreciate it like i said i don't get into the political side of things but i do please come out and vote you know what i you're gonna hate me when i tell you i've never voted (laughs) you're not the first one you know yeah but but for you i will definitely wish you the best of luck and i I do hope that you can achieve everything that you know you you manifest so thank you thank you again for coming on to the public affair i sure do appreciate it of course thank you to everybody who tuned into this uh, this episode of the public affair before we get started before we finish (laughs) it's the wine Before we wrap up, I definitely want to give a shout out to a couple more of our sponsors of The Public Affair. This episode is also brought to you by Banda's Hauling Service with Julian and Anna Banda. They rent dump trailers. You can fill them up and they haul it away. Ooh, they also, yes, yes, girl, you need that in your yes. life. They also do junk removals and tree brush removals and haul cars in and out of town, which I think is perfect if you're moving out of town. But, you know, you got the, like, the, the, um, the moving car, truck and you got to mm-hmm. get the car. Yes. So make sure you book now with the number on the screen to Banda's Hauling Service with Julian and Anna Banda. Thank you guys so much for sponsoring this episode of The Public Affair. And of course, to Fat Boy Michelada and Botana with Junior Banda, which if you've never had hope, girl, I'm going to get you some. Yes, <laughs> they provide the best. Michelada? Yes, Micheladas Ooh, and Botana trays. Oh, the Botana trays are to die for. Okay, so the Botana trays are like, there's shrimp, there's cucumbers, there's chips. It's and like they finger put, foods? Um, kind of, yeah. And, and they put um they put the salt and all these sauces mm. in it. So savory, so delicious. They're locally operated. Make sure you get the best and not the rest, darling. Fat Boy Michelada and Botana my boy Junior Banda, thank you so much for sponsoring this episode of The Public Affair. Truly appreciate it. This episode was also brought to you by Soco Soccer Academy with Dominic Gutierrez and Ariana Gutierrez. They're located on Franklin Drive. They offer team, small group, and individual skill training. They also specialize in soccer training with Dominic, so he'll teach your kids how to be true soccer athletes. Make sure you follow them on Facebook at Soco Soccer Academy and at Soco254 on Instagram. Thank you guys so much for sponsoring this episode of The Public Affair. Again, to everybody who watched this episode, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Thank you guys so much for all your support of The Public Affair. Thank you, of course, to Hope for coming on to this episode. I'm so sorry me. that we had to wrap up. We no, it's okay. went on for hours, but we are in a time frame. And um, to everybody, thank you guys again so much for watching this episode. I hope you enjoyed. Cheers to you, Hope. <laughs> Cheers to Waco and everybody who watches The Public Affair. And don't forget, darling, to always keep it between us. Hey. <laughs> yes, I don't have any more wine. <laughs>